Welcome to the New England Take, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. Be sure to check out the newenglandtake.com to get the back episodes of the show, as well as all the podcast versions. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast service, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. We also have many videos on there, which you can check out, including of tonight's artist, uh, Andrew North, who I'm very excited to have in the studio tonight. So please be sure to subscribe on Facebook and Twitter, and now Instagram. I finally changed the handle on my Instagram channel. Channel. So the IGTVs are on there with all sorts of little clips. So please subscribe and all your whatever is most convenient for you. That's the goal for me. I'm excited today to be joined by Andrew North of Andrew North and the Rangers. He's got a brand new album coming out. Welcome to the show. So psyched to be here. Thanks for having me, AJ. So I'll let you say the name of it. So I, and then I'll stutter afterwards. It sounds good the first time. What's the name of your album? So the new album is uh, Phosphorescent Snack. We are so excited about it. Yeah, it's great. Full-length LP. Is this your first full-length with this group? Yeah, we've been uh, together as a band for about three years. Uh, you know, one of them without much gigging, too, so it was actually a really good year, too. Um, we we'd started the album pre-COVID, and it was the perfect opportunity to just tighten it up, get all the polish mm-hmm. on there that needed to happen, uh, get it all the way dialed in, and now we get to share it and, um, you know, can play shows again, so it all, the timing actually was perfect. How much did the time from COVID let you fine tune or did it end up really doing having more dramatic change on the songs? Uh, we're such a live oriented band. Yeah, it's a very like, jam band is the constant thing I'm always seeing on social. I don't know whether you appreciate that or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double edged sword. Yeah. I, I, I personally I'm a big jam band fan, but I know it's like an instant turnoff for some people. Yeah. So it's like you know, it, it is what it is. And yeah. we, we don't actually play particularly long live. Like, we yeah. don't really jam things out. Um, but I do think aesthetically we have a lot in line with jam bands. So I don't mind the term. And, um, you know, if it fits, it fits. And um, so as far as it, we're, we're very live oriented, we've been playing all these songs out live and knew what we wanted to do with them. So every cut on the album is you know the core of it it's just a live take that mm-hmm. we you know we we would sit in the studio take do a bunch of takes pick the one we like best and then you build on top of it or strip some things away or you know you take take a solo and you're like well it's not quite right and you can retract that uh so we did have with covid we had a lot of time to get in there and dial it in and then we also had um some great help with the mix and master from a studio up in vermont called tank studios um that just killed it on the mix and master and yeah. made it sound a thousand times better than I could ever do. So that so, was awesome. So that's kind of an interesting thing to maybe dive into a hair is, uh, did you guys self produce or did you rely on the studio to do a certain level of the, the producer, uh, uh, like this how the songs are done. Well, I, I use the term studio loosely. We were actually in our drummer's garage. Yeah. Uh, and so we had, we know we've been at this for a couple of years and over that time we've been pulling gear together and, we had enough recording gear together to be like, all right, we can do this on our own. One of the the fun things about our band that I never would have seen coming in any band I was ever a part of is that we have, you know, an electronic drum set. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Rob plays this electronic saxophone called Which an aerophone. It's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I'm, I love it. Uh, but it makes it so easy to track because we can direct in everybody Mm -hmm. and there's no open mics and we track all the official vocals later so you have scratch vocals and everything um you know for self-recording when you don't have to do an acoustic drum set Mm -hmm. you can get it really nice and clean sounding um so that's a huge upside to to the digital drums and that kind of stuff uh so yeah we we did as much as we possibly could on our own and i try really hard to know the limits and to delegate 
So again, the mix and master, that kind of thing. I, I'm not good at that. Oh, it's totally a different thing. People don't understand what that takes. Like oh. it's, it, it, it's, it takes a certain ear, a certain amount of gear and uh, listening to it in your car a bunch of times. And it was just, <laughs> oh, and the ability to step away and come back to yeah. it with fresh ears. And I can't do that. I'm so close to everything that, you know, you fall into that like, well, maybe the keyboard should be a little louder, <laughs> maybe even yep. a little louder. Nobody needs to hear the bass, and it's like <laughs> it's not objective, and it you know it's probably always best to outsource that to someone who's not in the band. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys have a certain I would classify as jazz influence for sure. I mean, it's it's pretty especially in the new album. I just listened to a few of the tracks. It's very much there in this album. Is, is that intentional? Is that something that just comes organically with how you guys play? Yeah, I think. Um, we come from uh, a place of serious music nerdery. Mm -hmm. uh, all of us, uh, we come from really different musical backgrounds. Um, for example, uh, like Chip, our bassist, comes from a lot of prog rock, Rush, mm -hmm. that kind of background. Um, Dale, our drummer, plays basically every style you can think of and did a lot of drum line. And a lot, he, has, he has pretty serious jazz chops. And um, I, I played a lot of jazz um, through sort of through high school and college took a lot of jazz lessons when I was first learning piano so we all kind of have some element of not necessarily complicated music but yeah looking for a layer beyond mm -hmm. just it's not just straight, a standard like a chorus or structure yeah uh and it, it makes it really fun to play and it presents a really interesting challenge as an artist which is where do you get this complexity in without turning off an audience or, mm -hmm. you know, it becoming this um, mud of, you know, yeah. complicated sounds or fast notes that this stops engaging people. So mm -hmm. it, it, I really like trying to find that sweet spot. Where it's still it's like, being a song. It feels like a coherent structure of some yeah. sort, even though it doesn't have the, the standard song structure you might expect from a pop song, for example. Yeah, it should always have a hook yes. somewhere in there. Um, I think that's really important. Yeah, I and, think it's missing from a lot of... Jazz is missing from a lot of metal. Like there's, it's a lot more the the ones that want to push to the extreme. Like the hook is important. It's it's important to have some sort of like melody behind a certain portion of it. Yeah, and this is a really hard lesson to learn as a musician, is um, that being technically good at your instrument doesn't matter that much. And that's a really hard lesson to learn because and you it's spend so hard for me that when I uh, <laughs> you spend years and years getting so you know as yeah. good as you can, mm -hmm. as good as you can, and you're like, oh, there's all these guys who are so much better than me, and I'm going to keep practicing. And that's important. Mm -hmm. You have to do that. Yeah. But then you get to this level where you start maybe playing out shows or things like that, and you see someone who's a million times better than you playing mm -hmm. to like three people at a bar, yeah. and it's like, oh my gosh, like. Wait, I thought if I got really good, then everyone would like it. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not no. how music works. Um, you know, you have to. Music is about communication. It's about finding ways to connect with people, uh, and to do that, I feel like you have to come at it very honestly. You have to, you know, you have to be true to the things that you like and the music that you want to make, um, and find a way to to um, give that to people in a way that they'll respond to. And that takes a lot of trial and error. Um, but it, being good at your instrument is like a facet of that, but it's a relatively small facet, actually. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I studied music. I was a tenor saxophone player through college, and I loved playing the jazz band. Like, I loved soloing and stuff, but my favorite thing was just when we were just riffing, like other people are playing, just keeping the groove going. The groove is really important. I really feel that's important with what you guys are doing, too. 
Yeah, and that's that's what makes it fun as a band. Yes. Because I, I play solo a fair amount, and, you know, it's like, um, it, it's a very kind of, like, exposed experience where it's like... Especially you, if you're a keys player, soon, Yeah, what, what's great about keys is you can fill out the whole mm-hmm. range. You know, you can play bass with your left hand and fill in, mm-hmm. and then singing on top. So you get a nice couple layers of things going on, whereas if you're, like, a trumpet player... It's a lot harder to play solo, um, but you're so exposed. Where if you you know you you drop something out, and all of a sudden it's just like silent. Mm-hmm. And um, with the band, you can lay this nice bed of sound to work on top of, and it's so much fun uh, as a musician. And I was just talking about connecting with audience. It's also connecting bandmates, and that's mm-hmm. where we're excited about this album is because, you know, we started playing together from open mics and sort of loosely forming a band and realized that we're all, you know, interested in playing somewhat complicated music. And so it took us a while to dial in where we wanted to be in doing that. But we've really, you know, with the the album reflects sort of a, a lot of what we accomplished as far as communicating amongst each other and finding that spot where we're all you know, you're, you're trying to get some of that telepathy going because we do a lot of improvising and, you know, we all know each other well enough that you're like, okay, Chip's doing that. So, you know, I, I, I know I can take it in this direction and he'll follow me. And um, that's a super fun place to be as a musician. And I think um, I think people respond to that. You, you know, you can sort of hear that element, uh, which is, again, why we really wanted to work from live takes for the album rather than doing like um, I, I've never been in a band where we've done like the click track thing. And that never really appealed much to yeah. me where it's like, all right, we're just going to track the drums. And now the drums are down and now we're going to track the bass completely separate. Mm-hmm. And it's like get in a room together and play at least yeah. for me that works um you know everybody's different but uh so I'm, I'm super happy with the way that we got to put this album together so pick a track tell me why you you feel like it was a success from the new album oh man uh i think the one uh and this speaking of like jazz and sort of uh uh, probably a little bit too much is Smoke and Mirrors is one of my personal favorites. <laughs> Maybe it's because I didn't write it. Our bassist Chip wrote that one. Uh, I wrote most of them, and I sometimes I have more fun playing other people's songs. <laughs> I don't know why, um, but that one, it's just it's it's an instrumental. It's jazz. It's in an odd time signature. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a point where it keeps changing chords, kind of rapid fire. Um, upwards chromatically so it's it's a weird song but it's got this really cool groove to it Mm -hmm. and this is one where it was like all the meshing pieces that made this album happen i think are reflected in this track um because it's it's a song that chip brought that we all had a lot of input in as a band so a fair amount of it came together from us working together i think the take it's based on is really good really cool we didn't do a whole lot of overdubbing on it and then we packaged it and sent it uh, up to the, stu- the Tank Studio guys in Vermont. And um, the engineer, Ben Collette, came back with, um, well, <laughs> every time he works on something for me, and he's, a, he's an incredible engineer, but he, he's always like, all right, how far do you want me to take this? And I, I'm just like, you go for it. Send me something. I will tell you if you went too far. And so he sent back this edit that was just crazy and i loved it because it would have like all right i'm just gonna pull the drums from this part and i'm gonna pull the bass out of this part and then i'm gonna add it back and i'm gonna take out the organ and yeah he did it like and it was it was super cool and this was like one of the only fights we had as a band uh in the production process was deciding what to do with this take Mm -hmm. and um so we went back and forth a few times and we ended up 
dialing it back from that edit, but there's a lot in there that was also added at that mixing mm-hmm. and sort of editing level. Um, so to me, it's like the front to back process on it all came through in that track. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's kind of a challenging piece of music. It's not the one I would play for people to be like, you should check out this album. I think you'd like this band. I think that's a terrible track to play. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it. So, so so what's the track that you feel like the audience should pay attention to? All right. To? I, I, get, the, get the out of the nerd music mindset for two th- seconds. This time I'll take the setup. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think um, Chicken in the Backyard is my favorite. It's fun. Like, my favorite You've played song it in studio here before. Yeah, and like, yeah, we have like choreographed leaning when we play it live and um that's just one of those songs that's just fun it's weird it summarizes most of what we do and like our sense of humor um i think the studio track came out amazing um you know rob with the aerophone stuff is already amazing but when you give him the chance to multi-track stuff like he can do these just crazy arrangements you know four or five part horn section stuff um, so there's a lot of that on chicken in the backyard and um yeah that that's the one where mm-hmm. i would play be like you should check this album out that's the one i would play uh, all right we're running out of time here yeah. so why don't you give a plug what's the album where can people check you out check out your dates and everything yeah it's um so the album is phosphorescent snack it's brand new we're so excited about it uh people seem to really like it uh so we're so grateful for that um you can learn more at uh andrew north and the rangers.com and uh, we also have, you know, Facebook page, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, but if you just Google for a phosphorescent snack, uh, there's it's nothing. On Spotify. There's on nothing else out there yeah. with that name, so you'll SEO find it quick. So yeah, Apple, <laughs> Apple Music, Spotify, uh, our Bandcamp, Andrew North and the Rangers. Um, is a great way to support artists. So uh, if you're interested in supporting folks, Bandcamp's a great way to go. Yeah, definitely. I highly suggest any of the artists to come on the show check out their Bandcamps first because it directly supports the artists. So we're going to be going into one of your songs right here. What's the name of this song? Uh, this tune is Electrostatic Chills. Uh, I actually wrote that one in like 2004, and it just keeps going. I love that song so much. Great. So definitely stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for joining me, Andrew. This has been a blast. You're listening to New England Take on WKXL. Check out the newenglandtake.com for more from the show. Electrostatic chills. Electrostatic chills. Electrostatic chills. Electrostatic chills. In three, 
good things must all end. The clock's running down. So hey, let's just be friends. Can't help it. Cause I like any pill. Electrostatic chills. 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 New England taking to be KXL 1450 AM 103.9 FM and nhtalkradio.com. All right, we've got one more song here, Andrew. What's this we're going out on? Uh, this tune is called Dig Deep. All right, definitely check out Phosphorescent Snack on Bandcamp, Apple. You know where to find it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Andrew. A great song here for you guys on the way out. You'll listen to New England Take. Cast out 
beyond in lands of doubt far past the dawn in age of darkness fear and doubt it ends today please cast it out gotta dig deep gotta dig deep gotta keep our eyes from sleep cause first a day and then a week will pass you by gotta dig deep gotta dig deep gotta read them and then you weep cause in the end all you can ever do is try Distracted, scattered, lost in thought You think you are what you are not The sea that swims unclog the drain Range of neurons make a brain beyond there is no darkness only dawn release the pain the fear the doubt it ends today please cast it out deep you gotta dig deep you gotta keep our eyes from sleep cause first a day and then a week will pass you by you gotta dig deep you gotta dig deep you gotta read them then you weep cause in the end all you can ever do is try Try. Cause in the end, all you can ever do is try.